Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Um, just for part of it is I, I think uh, I think Christian's a good young coach. I really do. I think he's got an opportunity to grow, and you know, in, in time, I think he will be a he'll, he'll be a coordinator in this league. I believe that. Um, you know, with, with Steve Russ, Steve, I've I've worked with Steve for 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 a little bit of a while now, and very bright, very intelligent guy. And and again, he's got a real good grasp and feel for for, for defenses as well. You know, as do I think all the coaches. You know, I, I really do. I think it's a good defensive staff. Of, of guys and and it's really about you know us making sure that we can get these guys to play fast and you know see how things go that was ron rivera yesterday um talking about christian garcia who he elevated to kind of the db's coach and then had him involved along with steve russ in the play calling which he was going to take over once they fired jack del rio uh, joining us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Is Randy Mueller, who we have enjoyed having on um, during the course of the year. He's done a great job uh, with his column in The Athletic. I would urge you to subscribe 
uh, to not only read Ben Standig and David Aldridge and all the people that cover the local teams, but to read pieces like like Randy wrote last week, which, of course, everybody knows Randy was a longtime GM in the league with a lot of different teams and is now director of player personnel for the Seattle Sea Dragons of the uh, of the XFL. Um, so I, I read your take on Ron Rivera last week. I thought it was so well done. But actually, before I get to that, you wrote is so um, specifically about sort of owner coach owner GM relationship in your conversation about David Tepper firing Frank Reich. And I wanted you to just go through what you think, you know, owners really the, the, the better owners uh, really how they handle those relationships and, and their input with a general manager and a head coach. It's complicated, Kevin. Uh, that's for sure. First of all, thanks for having me on. I think the dynamic that I experienced throughout my time in the NFL that was most beneficial, and I've had, I think I've counted five or six different ownership groups that I worked under. Um, the, the best thing you can ask for as a GM is to have a resource you can go to but that resource not only has to be able to tell you what they know, but they also have to realize what they don't know. And I think in David Tepper's case, that was the struggle I had. I wasn't trying to defend Frank Reich. I understand he's won one game. That is what it is. And everybody can demand uh, more production than that. I get it. But every time I heard David Tepper talk, it just didn't make sense to me. And I spent my whole life in the, in the world of the NFL. So it, I think he's trying to catch up. He's trying to learn, but it was almost like I came away thinking, gosh, I wish he had someone he could learn this whole thing from because what he's saying doesn't make sense. And, and that's a hard position to put your fans and your team inside the building in because they're more worried about his reaction. It seems like in Carolina than they are about making sound decisions. So that's a hard one. Um, I, I worked for a guy named Paul Allen, who we all know kind of changed the world more than any of us. In, in our lifetime in Seattle, and, and he told me once right off the bat, he said, Randy, I don't really care what you say. It just needs to be – it's got to turn out that way. In other words, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to give you influence on, on how we should do it. But whatever you decide, I trust. It just needs to work out more times than not that that's the way it is. And so that's, I think, pretty good running orders from, from the boss. Yeah, I mean, you know, hearing you say that, it just throws me back to, you know, hearing Joe Gibbs and Bobby Beathard and Charlie Casserly say, Mr. Cook may not have been the easiest person, but basically he told us, it's your call. You do what you think is right. You just better be right, you know? Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah, and and David Tepper is, you know, uh, he's, he's a guy that's got all the answers. Just ask him, and that's dangerous. Well, again, when you can't back it up with the knowledge that makes sense to those of us who have been in the game, I heard his uh, video of explaining why they drafted Bryce Young, and, and forget Bryce Young's skill set and anything negative or positive about him. The theory on, and the process that they used included running probability reports on if this guy would give them the most chance to win multiple Super Bowls. Gosh dang. I wish we. I wish it was that easy, Kevin. <laughs> right. <laughs> It has zero to do with probability reports. Trust me. <laughs> I've been around long enough to know that I'll take the information and I'm all for analytics, but 
running probability reports as to what quarterback you're going to pick. I just lose faith sometimes in the messenger when I hear stuff like that. Yeah, and so you've worked for, for so many different people, and you know, I'm not comparing Tepper to Snyder in terms of the kind of people they are, but in terms of the you know the input that they want to have with zero sort of substantive backup to to what their ideas and what they're asking you to do are. How do you deal with that? I mean, like I, one of the thing, one of the takeaways I had from reading what you wrote about Tepper is obviously he'll be able to hire somebody because there are people that aren't going to turn down the money or the opportunity, but it's like what it got to here in Washington, Randy, which is you just didn't have the choice of the highest quality people because this right. place was off their list. Do you think that's that'll yep. be the case with Carolina? I've actually poo-pooed that argument in the past, but I truly believe that is going to happen this time around. People like Ben Johnson, the coordinator from uh, the Lions, others that have been on uh, interview carousels in the past, if they have choices, I think they will stay away from this. It's just a hard environment to, to get off of because of the fact that his thinking is, hey, I want to hire an offensive play caller. I want to hire this. But there's no self-accountability, and that's hard because he needs to examine and, and really can be valuable to the franchise by examining the processes and some of the things, the way they make decisions, but not the decision itself. He can keep us all honest. Hey, I worked for Nick Saban, who, who questioned, and we were together in Miami, he questioned more things than I had, had questioned in my 25 years in the NFL before getting with Nick. But I'll tell you what, it was sound thinking, and it made me so much better at my job. Those are the kind of things that a guy like David Tepper can bring to the table. Question to make people better, not question to second guess. Right. Um, Did you push back on that just because there's always going to be enough money to throw at somebody that they'll take the job and think they can be the ones to change a Dan Snyder? Because my argument was more, and we saw it over the years, is that if you had an option, free agents too, if you had options – that were better than Washington, Washington was down the list. Yes, and maybe I didn't uh, use the eloquent terms that you did, but I agree with you. I think they will lose people that have options, and in those minds of those people, better options. They're not going to, you know, uh, they're not going to go and jump into that unless they have no choices. Now, they're going to be able to hire a coach. That's the bottom line. That's not a problem. But I'm not sure they need that. I think they need more of a football czar who David Tepper can learn from himself. Right. Um, Randy, have you heard much about Josh Harris and the ownership group? I'm forgetting if I've asked you this in the past, but do you, is there any sort of, you know, discussion among the football community as to what kind of ownership is in Washington now? There's really not. And I think of those of us that are basketball fans, obviously, are just like the rest of you guys. We, we analyze and watch other sports. I mean, I'm a big NBA guy, so... I see the way things have transpired in Philly, and, and I understand the, the sports are different, but um, I think you just got to go on what you see. And I, here's what I struggle with, and I don't know Josh Harris at all. He may be, you know, the next Robert Kraft. I don't know. But I have a hard time letting good players out the door for whatever the reason is. And they let go two really good players at the trade deadline this year. And I would just like to hear the process of why that was good, because we may be 10 years trying to replace those two. You know what I'm saying? Now, maybe they don't work out like like you would ideally like, but I just – that type of philosophy um, I struggle with as a GM because it's hard to get good players, really hard. And 
there's plenty of cap room nowadays. You can find ways to keep your good players. It doesn't all have to be black or white. We can't have this, can't have that. I just think you can make room and you can kick the can with the salary cap the way some of these teams have to sustain the good players that they have. So I don't know, Josh, and, and I don't think there's a lot of talk in football circles where I live about what kind of owner he's going to be. It's more of who's going to make his decisions football-wise for him. Right. Um, by the way, I you know philosophically, I totally understand what you're saying. I think specific to this situation, I don't think they really wanted to trade Sweat, but they got a ridiculous second round, which should be a high second round ch- uh, choice, and they thought it was going to be a, a a struggle to to sign him. Maybe he wanted to move on. And the Chase Young thing is a, a whole other conversation. Uh, you I know, there was a lot go there was a lot going on there. I think with yeah, you know not it. just injury but personality, et cetera. Yes, I get it. Those things are convoluted, but there's also ways to tag people and then move them, too. Right. So there's ways to protect yourself, I think. And, and again, hey, you guys know more about the individuals that, and the yeah, yeah, yeah. behind those. From 30,000 feet, it's just sure. hard to let good players go. So you wrote, and this is what I spent some time on last week after reading it. You wrote, you know, Ron Rivera has taken the CEO approach for most of his time with the commanders, which, by the way, is 100% true. He admitted as much to me. He was on my show for the coaches show in 2021, and I asked him at one point, are you a different coach than you are in Carolina? And he said, yeah, I delegate a lot more. It's much more of a CEO role. Um, So then you wrote – um, that, uh, but what, what got Rivera this gig and the prior one in Carolina was his defensive acumen and his ability to devise defenses that utilize the personnel that his roster presents. That's why I was taken aback by Rivera's comments after last week's firing of longtime colleague Jack Del Rio when he said he would be more involved in running the defense. What the heck has he been doing? <laughs> for the last three years. Well, you kind of said it, you, you know, in the open. He was a delegator. He, he I mean, he, look at the enemy. He's got total autonomy for the most part uh, over yeah. the offense. So, you know, what? ultimately this seems to have disappointed you about Ron. Well, I was with Ron with the Chargers for several years, and we had a lot of good talks, and I know him and have a lot of respect for him. I always thought when we were together in San Diego at the time, he was really good with whatever personnel we had with putting them in the great positions to be successful. Now, a lot of coaches have their system, and they got to go find their guys for that system. It didn't matter to Ron. He took whatever we had and I thought did a really good job. So I just got the impression that – and since he's been there, and and it's not only him. Some coaches have this tendency to – push further and further back from the table of coaching. And and they forget that's what their bread and butter is. I, again, I lived with Nick Saban. I know he coaches every day like it was like he was a DB coach. Right. So it's a different approach. And, and I just believe in that. And, and hey, I was with Mike Holmgren, who later didn't want to coach. He wanted to run the Cleveland Browns. It happened with Parcells in Miami. He didn't want to coach. He wanted to run the Dolphins. Everybody wants to be the boss but they forget what they're really good at. And so that sometimes is a struggle. And, and I don't know, I haven't talked to Ron about this, but maybe that has not helped him in that regard because I think his strength is running a defense. Um, 
Do you have you looked at like the 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 GM candidates and the coaching candidates, and do you have guys that you like that Washington will be looking for when the season ends? Because I know for for those of you in in the business, sometimes it's a little bit off putting to talk about somebody before he's gone. But this has been a bit of a lame duck season all along for Ron, and I think everybody's going to be out when this season ends. Who do you like? that's out there among GM candidates and head coaches? Well, I think that's the biggest thing is setting the criteria for what they are looking for if indeed they do go a different route. Obviously, we know Ron has the final say in all regards there. Are they going to split that up? Is he going to hire a GM? You think they should split it up, right? Well, I just know this, and I've spent my life as a GM. If someone asked me, hey, by the way, can you coach the team? I'd laugh. I mean, it's crazy. It's a total different mindset. It's a total different 24-hour clock in your mind every day that you get up. I just find it hard and almost impossible for someone to do both. Now, I understand you have people who work on GN, and again, the delegating is part of it, um, but, but it's a struggle, uh, I think, to do both jobs. So, yes, I believe someone has to have a view from 30,000 feet, and in their case, I even think it's more important to have a GN because that's going to be the confident that helps Josh Harris learn the business. And again, I've been around new owners. Paul Allen didn't know anything about football. He trusted me to bring to him to the table every day what we were planning on doing. I think that's paramount. So, and I don't think a coach has the time to do that every day during the season. He, I think Josh Harris, the best thing he could do is hire, like I said, almost like a football czar, someone he can learn the, this side of the business from and the game. And I don't know who that is. I don't think it can be someone in a first-year role. Um, I think it's got to be someone with some skins on the wall, and that's probably where I'd start if I was advising Josh Harris. Does anybody come to mind of guys out there with skins on the wall? Well, I think you've got to find, you know, maybe it's a, a Jerry Reese who's got a Super Bowl under his belt in, in with the Giants. Uh, maybe it's a Kevin Colbert, freshly retired from the Steelers. These are guys that were – you know, uh, colleagues of mine that I know have done it really well, get it. Even like, even in, in your neck of the woods and Ozzie Newsom, I don't think he'd ever leave there, but those are the kind of statured people I would try to get to be my right-hand man if, if I were running the or owning the, the uh, commanders. If you were a GM in the league right now, who are the next, who are the coaches that would excite you the most that perhaps are available in 2024? Well, that would take some time to sort out because I'm not a numbers guy and I'm not going to just go on the hot offenses per se. I have followed the lines the last couple of years, and I know Ben Johnson is, is high on everybody's list, but it's more so for me in that they pass the eye test in scheme, in strategy, in design. All that stuff matters to me. I, I, I tend to believe that an offensive coach who calls the plays can manage the game better than anybody else because they have an effect every play. And so those are some of the criteria for me. A specific people I'd have to give some more thought and time to, to dig in and roll up my sleeves on. As always, uh, I really enjoyed this, and I definitely want to have you back on when the season's over to talk about Sam Howell and a 17-game evaluation and where they'll be drafting and whether or not you think as a GM a quarterback would be on the table. Uh, I appreciate it as always. Thanks, Randy. My pleasure, Kevin. Happy holidays. Yep, to you as well. Randy Mueller, everybody, former general manager. By the way, Josina Anderson reported in the last hour, quote, 
I'm told that the Chicago Bears are expected to have interest in Commander's assistant head coach, offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, among others, with general knowledge that current head coach Matt Eberflus is under evaluation with the team at 4-8 per source. So she's really referring, obviously, to Eric Bieniemy as a head coaching candidate in Chicago. All right, we are done for the day. Chris Russell's up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.